I'm Dr. Amalia Ganyas Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us in studio today is award-winning musician and entertainer Toya Delezi, who won three Samas in 2013, just two years after launching her debut album in 2011. In 2016, she relocated to London and started her own record label, Delezi Entertainment, and she's here to share a little bit of her career thus far and developments for the future. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Doc. <laughs> you have built a successful solo music career with your Sama wins for Newcomer of the Year, Best Pop Album, Best Producer, yeah. and you've recently established your own independent record label. Yeah. Can you share with us a few of the landmarks in your career and when you knew that music and entertainment was in your destiny? Okay, sure. So, uh, hi to all the view, uh, listeners. <laughs> and um, so basically, I started off at the age of nine uh, with piano, and I went to hostel. I think my family was quite busy, so I was sent off to hostel at like age six. So I think um, from there, this is already where I gained my independence. Um, I love music because of um, because of school and because of the status it kind of g- gave you at school. Like all the kids would be playing triangle, and I decided I wanted to play the piano. <laughs> A lot more sophisticated <laughs> than percussion. <laughs> yeah. So that's where my love. Um, you know, stems from. Um, I also come from a very musical family. Uh, my great grandmother, Prince Makoko Atinzulu, um, she was you know, a phenomenal artist as well. She used to play ukupu. Basically, it's like a Zulu guitar with like one string and a coconut, like a butternut that's been like dug out. That sounds incredibly challenging. I know, but 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 here's the good part: you put it on the boob. And depending on where you put it, the bass changes and the sound changes. So she was innovative in that way, and she she was like a praise poet. And what I love about her um, is that she challenged gender roles by becoming a praise poet because this role was just reserved for men. And I think coming from such a heritage, when I finally went to um, university and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, I realized I loved music, and I could do it, and it soothed me. Um, I'd u- I used it to cope with the loss of my mom. I used it, uh, yeah, to heal me. And music was such a powerful tool in my life. So I decided to do jazz in university. And um, jazz just gave me, taught me how to break the classical rules, but in a very funky way. Um, and that's what made me start the genre, which I call jazz electro hip hop, because I enjoy rapping and I enjoy playing keys. And I merge it together, and it's like so full. It's hip hoppy, it's pop, but it's still got this traditional jazzy and and you know piano sound. Um, but I'd say the part that made me that sold me for sure because it's not like I just got there with everybody saying, "Yes, you're gonna make it. Of you're gonna kill them." <laughs> you know, when you've got family behind you, yeah. they want <laughs> you to get a proper job. No, quite. What am I doing playing around on the keys when I should be getting a job? I mean, my first thing, my aunt was like, "What are you gonna eat?" <laughs> when I told her I wanted to do music, and you know, despite that, though, you know. Like our families, I think they just look out for us because times have changed. I think during their times, there was no such. But I find with the youth now, 
this is the one thing you can have without going through the hard channels that are needed in life to be successful. Like you don't have to have a degree to be a successful artist or musician. But you have to be good. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So the talent part, thank God for that. Um, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm winging it. I left home at 18, Mashlavatini. I wasn't going to stay there. Um, and I, I was in Durban and I started playing around pubs. Uh, so I'd play around, do the circuit, make friends, and grew like that. And I think it was when I got paid, first time it was 20 bucks. I was like, okay, I can see the correlation between doing something I love so much and also making a living. So I guess those are the landmarks. And then, of course, the story continues, um, meeting the producers in the pub. And his name was Marcus Els, is Marcus Els. And, yeah, he heard me play on keys. And he was like, hey, let's work together. Made three demos. Um, this was in 2010. Um, and then 2011, those dem- demos were picked up by Sony Music. And, yeah, the rest is history, basically. That's fantastic and such In a, a, nutshell. a short <laughs> nutshell, but also a really relatively short period of time. Yeah, that's the one thing. Very short. I mean, from the time I left home, uh, 2008, where it was like the, honestly the worst year of my life, till to just like jumping and doing this thing, 2010, 2011, it was like four years. So, And your life's done a 360. Yeah, <laughs> it's done a 360 quite... <laughs> you mentioned that you describe your music as jazz, electro, hip hop. Yeah. Which it, singers and music influenced you when you were growing up? Okay, so I, I, I come from very strict um, Catholic and Christian, Anglican background. So we weren't allowed to listen to a lot of secular music. But by God's grace, thank God for Sister Act which I was allowed to watch and I was exposed to Lauren Hill and the way she p- played keys and rapped and oh, that whole um, scene that that was my first you know encounter with what I wanted to do so I always knew that I wanted to involve the piano whether it's beatbox that's how it was with beatbox and that's what built up the genre so and of course uh, I mean uh, um, all the, the the piano greats um, lots of classical music, but I think Lauren Hill is the one that did it. And can you tell us a bit more about your writing process or or composing? What sparks the creativity? Emotions. So for me, it's all about emotions. It's how I feel and how I want to handle those emotions. So if I'm feeling low, I'm going to write something to purge out that feeling. And if I want to feel good, I'm going to write something to express that feeling. So that's where it starts. Um, and then I go to the piano and I'll play chords that correlate with this emotion that I'm trying to call forth, <laughs> if you may. And then um, sometimes the lyrics will come first or, yeah. So it's it just, yeah, it's, it's an organic process. And tangible too. Yeah. It's calling out those emotions, yes. playing them, and Singing. creating a masterpiece. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Music, I think, has always been a huge inspiration, and as you've just mentioned now, you know, feeding off of emotions and being able to spark them or make other people feel a feel particular them. way. Yeah. 
But occasionally, actually not occasionally, more often than not, it's mm-hmm. been exploited to influence political or social agendas around the world. Yeah. How do you see the role of musicians in that regard? Well, I've always believed that an artist is meant to reflect the times. And I'm not saying that to be a politician. I think my granddad's doing a good job. I don't want to be a politician, but it's, it's inevitable for us to feed off our surroundings. So... Um, for my second album, for example, it was highly, you, some would call it political, it was protesty, full of protests, because now I'd come into this world um, and I wasn't the struggling artist anymore, now I was in it. Established. And established, and now it's like, okay, where to from here? Because it, I've never wanted to be the artist that's just there for the after parties and, you know, like the meaningless You want to make a meaningful contribution. Right, yeah. So I had to also gauge myself not to go too far, but I've always, I haven't shied away from addressing issues which affect us as young people, as Africans, as as women, as, yeah, as as human beings. And what would you say are the current issues that you are voicing your concerns about as a young woman? As a young woman, so uh, from from gender politics in Africa to just women abuse to yeah, I think those are the two biggest ones. Anything that prevents a person from being their full self and you know, you know, unleashing their full potential as a human being, those are the things that I'll be talking about. Because I always see it like this. I feel like a person's body is like a vehicle. If you, for some reason, say, no, you cannot use the gears now, how is that car going to move? So if people start picking on people saying, no, you cannot be gay, you cannot, or whatever it is, you cannot, because you're a woman, you cannot achieve this. How All these limita- limitations es- essentially stop us from reaching our destiny. And you're being discriminated by people who have got no concept yeah. or context about the individuals because they're seeing things from a different lens, yes. their own lens. Yes, and their and own judgment. belief system, which which I believe shouldn't be shared. I, I think a belief system is very specific to the person. Whatever you know, you <laughs> you give your belief to at the end of the day. That is what will make you achieve your goals. It's a very, very sensitive and and and, and holy thing mm. that shouldn't be um, commodified or regulated by people that are not a part of your your you know your your soul. <laughs> so yeah. And on that note, in terms of of industry developments, what would you say are some of the strengths in the South African music industry, particularly for women? Yeah. Some of our strengths. Um, South African women are daring. I've seen South African women honestly get dragged for the most unnecessary reasons, but yet they still go out there, and you know they do it and they try and they and they try to push through the ceiling, if you could put it that way. So, one thing for us, we, we more than any other place that I've been like we we know that we can do it we're strong I mean look at the women that are in our history the women's march women know what they want and they're powerful people so that's one thing we have going for us but then when you get to a point of who are the gatekeepers 
you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's as easy if the gate is often opened for women um, as it is for men. I think we have to get more female gatekeepers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess just not repeat the cycle because then we just keep going in a loop, and that's what really drains. Of course, doesn't add to to progress. Yeah. And given your experiences now living in the UK, how do you feel? Uh, can you draw comparisons? Oh yes. Um, what I love about the UK is the diversity. We also diverse here, but like in the UK, we diverse, and it's almost like just one global culture. Um, I mean, what I would have loved to experience here is Africa being united and like, it's it's like being in the UK, I've just met like so many different Africans, so many different cultures and it's so nice. Do you find that there's more of a, a unification with the diaspora in the UK because people are grouping together? Yes, and there's no borders around them. We're all just in one space, you know, and... That's what I love. It's really opened my eyes up to what Africa is and how beautiful it is, you know, like dr- really dreaming beyond the border. So that's the one thing. And the variety, like every scene has a chance to do something. If you're not wanting to listen to rock tonight, down the road somewhere there will be something going on. So people are very eager to to try stuff and they got the platform to do it. So there's a lot there's a lot of voices, you know. Lots of different things, and I like that things because it, it just makes you um, not feel like you you have to go in a certain direction. You you really feel like you can be yourself, and nobody's gonna you know have something to say. You're not limited in that respect. But also, I'd say it's about pushing boundaries. Yeah. So you you're not confined to a particular space or or genre, but you're able to stretch. Yes. But it's just so. It's it's not something we are used to, but once you're there, you just the freedom is so. It's everything. Freedom is everything. As long as if you hurt nobody, it's just yeah. It's I feel like that's how life's meant to be. That's how you really, really, you know, do great things and you know tap into those parts of yourself that you know you necessarily wouldn't if you're in a, a gated community or. Something like so that. So it goes back to the borderless yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tapping into those those freedoms. Yeah. You mentioned Africa Unite. Yes. In terms of African unity <coughs> where you are now. And I read that you'd recently undertaken a seven country tour in Africa. Yes. Which which countries did you visit? Um went to Namibia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Kenya, South Africa of course, Zambia. And uh, I did say Kenya already. Um, Tanzania, yes. And how did you find the experience? Amazing, amazing. I love Africa so much. Like, and also my audience is Pan-African. So finally realizing that and, and not being limited to just being only in South Africa, engaging with these other Africans and these other beautiful spaces. We loved it so much because I decided to I love mixing people uh, and you know having people like communicate and kind of trade knowledge and stuff so I I got my team in the UK. It was two Italian guys and uh, an English guy. So um, drums, bass and guitar and then in South Africa I had my dance team um, two Cape Tonians and yeah, um, yeah, basically, and some some 
some are from Joburg as well. And basically we just um we put them all together and we had a rehearsal and th- I could teach the team what's been happening in the UK and where I've taken my music there and like it blended together. So it was just like this really nice international African vibe going on and we we're just travelling all through um southern Africa. So oh, I can't explain. It was really nice. Very, really good. <laughs> and having had that experience, would you look towards collaborations on the continent now? Yes, yes. And this is what we did. One of our main things that we did was at the end of the show, I'd sing a song called My City. I love my city. And um, we'd get also local artists to be involved. So before we get there, we'd already be like, okay, who'd like to be on the bill, you know, and have local artists also perform at my concert. So definitely in Kenya, I, I hooked up with a lot of artists. Octopizo, he's a really good artist as well, one to look out for. Um, also a UNICEF brand ambassador, um, and aesthetic. And I don't know, music is such a universal language. It's And we just all connect and it would be such a good energy on stage. And afterwards, the relationships continued. So now I've got all these friends from different parts of Africa and definitely there will be collaborations with them going forth. Have you got any sound bites you can share with us? Sound bites uh, from from uh, Kenya or from uh, your choice. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing that I'm doing now to really um, embrace my roots as an African, while still being in a global space, is I'm involving my my language a lot because it's. It's just one of those things. People love it. I'll it's say so- culture. It's culture. So um, there's a song that I taught the whole band, and we perform it in Europe and stuff. And it comes from an old Zulu hymn, but I kind of jazzed it up. Fortunately, I don't have any piano here. Um, and it's a song called Ondaba. So it goes, Bakulumangami Ondaba Bakulumangami It's a song about gossipers and like, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I wish I had my keys. It would make more sense. But yeah, you'll get a chance to hear it. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, more. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance on frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band. Also available on DSTV channel 902. Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-Soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today we're talking to multi-award winning South African musician, entertainer Toya DeLazy. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, on frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band. Today, we're talking to multi-award winning South African musician, entertainer Toya Delezi. 
We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. In the previous segment of the show, Toya spoke about her entrance into the music industry, starting off at age nine as a pianist and growing on to become uh, an independent entertainer who has now established her own record label in Delazy Entertainment. Now, besides your music endeavors, yes, you are involved in a number of other projects, one of which I heard was that you were doing the voiceover for Bliss, who is the first black Powerpuff girl for Cartoon Network. Yes. For those who don't know, Powerpuffs is a superhero animated series where we've got girl characters with superpowers. Yes. Yes. There was a lot of media coverage. <sighs> and can you tell us a bit more on why it's had such an impact? So, I mean, m- mainly because Bliss is black. Um, this really tore through the whole of the world. I mean, everyone was so excited that there was going to be a black character. I mean, if you if you recall, it, it hasn't been like that for the longest of times. I think the only black characters that we had were Gollywogs, and that wasn't cool. No. <laughs> so, like, this is, like, such a beautiful... Um, Cartoon, it's 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 historical. It's been around for years. Craig McCracken, the guy who wrote this, his intention was for young girls to feel like they can be superheroes. So now to add this African side to it, to this African child, also inspiring all the young girls that are African that are of color, you know, and having that inclusion and that representation, it was really really inspiring. It's been really one of the the biggest moves I feel this year from such an established company yeah because they got the power to do it and they did it and I just I I was just moved by how every every black girl was so inspired and that's it's so simple but it really demonstrates the importance of representation who young people can identify with and the first thing that we as humans, as mammals, we're very visual. So yeah. seeing someone who looks like you, yeah. you can resonate with them. Yeah, quite. You can resonate with them. And it's not to say that before we didn't, we weren't inspired by the Powerpuff Girls. We were, I loved the Powerpuff Girls because they were, they were women that were out there kicking butt and doing things. And there was one who was Tomboy and I was like, yes, I understand her. So I love... Then again, as you say, it's representation, representation of certain qualities. So I guess when it just also got to the hue, it just like, oh, it was just like the tip of the iceberg. Everyone, yeah, including myself, very excited to be part of that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And then another endeavor that I heard recently um, on our way up, in fact, (laughs) was that you're involved with UNICEF. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So I recently also... um, got a call from UNICEF and they are currently working on a campaign against woman abuse Um, and also they're working towards a campaign called Generation 2030 and this campaign is fully based on uplifting African children because when you think about it these these kids are the future in a few years time they will be I mean they'll be the ones responsible for Africa as we know it so the, the whole project is finding really innovative ways, working with the children um, to, by 3030, 
2030 rather um, have an Africa where kids are properly educated um, where healthcare is of importance and all the essentials needed for a child to grow up right and you know at the end be a pillar for the for the country mm. uh, and for the continent so this is what we're looking at um, they're going to be bringing in 14 children from all over Africa and these are children that are community leaders and we're going to have like a great discussion uh, and I'm looking forward to that um, and being a, a part of that and you're yeah, lending my artistry or whatever need be to making sure that whatever we can do to just dent the divide by 2030 at least yeah and 2030 unfortunately is not so far it's not away so far so yeah at least the, something is being done mm. you know I, I i did it though also because i think i know i found, i got to a point where i know what i want to do with my artistry and having these social things um social uh, projects and also having the message that I have with my music, it just goes hand in hand. Honestly, makes me feel like I've got a purpose. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that partnership. Just starting to remind me of, of a conversation I had with Yvonne Chakachaka. Uh. So thinking in terms of how, you know, starting with your music career, getting to that point, and then really delivering on philanthropic efforts. Yeah, it's quite, it is quite philanthropical. And it's great that you've got there so early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Womanity, Women in Unity is all about gender equality and increasingly okay. it's become a global focus. You've mentioned a couple of things, so looking at so the UNICEF initiative, going against women's abuse, mm. talking about some of the factors that, that drive you in terms of gender politics. Yes, yes. And I, I think that building female leadership capacity is vitally important for women in every respect, whether it is at schools or governments. Yes. And what I wanted to find out from you is what areas do you think that we need to build on the most? Well, we need to reinforce positivity and confidence in young women from school. From school, like, we shouldn't have things where the guys can do this and the girls can't, unless if, of course... Girls shouldn't be in the boys' toilets, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm really, <laughs> but like, we need to have things where women are encouraged. Whether it's a young girl with her African hair, it, it um, never say in front of a child, "Oh, it's a problem." Or we need to always reinforce confidence and and strengthen them rather than make women um, people that cannot achieve what a guy can achieve what a man can achieve so I think I think honestly it's all about it's it starts at school it starts with the children and it's just positive um, messaging there um, and I suppose learning to embrace your assets your uniqueness yes, yes. this is what it's all about because the, the the mental implications of being restricted they 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 carry on far into your life i mean I, i'm a positive person yes i've grown through it but i still have my insecurities um that you know were reinforced when i was younger you know uh, in this very industrial uh, sort of like world and and gender specific um world so like 
Yeah, I think it's all about that teaching people that you can literally you can be what you want to be, and yeah, this of course has to be done in a very clever way. And I guess I may not have all the answers right now, but I'm working with teams, and I'm sure we will get to a point where you know something mm-hmm. tangible. <laughs> and you're working with young teams, yes. the generation of the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so clever. I feel uh, I don't, I'm not all that like grown, but like sometimes I feel old because the thing is, people just want the platform. It's not that they don't know; they know they know what they want. They just need the platform to speak. They just need to be represented, and yeah, that's what I found, I guess. Now, turning towards more of a of a personal vein, one of the questions that I ask all my guests on this show who've made tremendous achievements in their respective fields yeah. is about some of the factors that they consider have contributed to their success. Yes. So, what has contributed to my success? I would say. My friends, because when I think about it, like when I left home, they were there for me. And also I was around an international community in university. And there's something, that's what I love about the international community. They I, they didn't go through the restriction, mental restrictions we went through. I mean, some people think you need to hold a Bible to be a good person. And it's a beautiful book, but it it also has its restrictions, especially the way that we were brought up on things that we can and cannot do. So what I find with the European community, they're still very good people, but the way their minds were open, the way that they were um, furnished and like brought up, they make you feel free to be yourself. So being around them, I, I was free to like, okay, I'm going to go perform in a pub and they'll come support. And, you know, doing all these things I've never done before. Um, so that that's what it was, and and now of course it comes to me. It comes from an, a, a mentality being surrounded uh, by free thinkers and and things like that. So th- for me, that was definitely uh, a huge help <laughs> being mm. surrounded by those people because they made me, you know, try things and realize that hey, there's more to life than this one narrative that you know I hate. <laughs> It's nurturing and almost provides an environment where if you fall, if you f- it's not about failure. Yes. You can yeah. keep trying. You keep trying. And, and that was the thing. Like, they made me not... Uh, th- I wasn't afraid to try, you know. And my uncle says this thing. It's like, rather try and fail than fail to try, you know. So it's, it was one of those things. Trying, at least just doing it, then not even budging at all because... You're scared yeah, of whatever. Yeah. Now, some people know and some people don't know, but you are a descendant of Zulu royalty. Yeah. And I read that your official title is Princess Latoya Butelezi. Yes. And many people would be familiar with your grandfather, Mangosuta Butelezi, who founded the Encarta Freedom Party. Yeah. Arguably, you come from this really strong lineage something which is is part of you yeah. and very unique how would you say that has shaped you into being the person you are today um one thing about my family like my grand i didn't even know i was a princess until grade 2 they never treated me like that and my family my granddad is a very humble person and it taught me that with great 
um, responsibility comes great humility in a way. Like you, because you've got this gift, you realize the magnitude of it and you don't use it just for self-gain. So understanding that from a young age and having people being used to being surrounded by lots of people, big communities, um, the respect for my family and all that, like it, it, it's, it's reminiscent of the fame, you know. So when I got into that space, I didn't lose my mind. It felt like something familiar. It just was, just was in a different space. It was in my music. And knowing, like my granddad is also a people's person, my family uh, is in this role of being, you know, kings, queens, princes. Like your role is to look after your community. So inevitably, like, <laughs> with this gift, I'm just using it to do the same and, like, uh, spread a message of positivity and um, strengthen my community while using something that I really love. So it, it just somehow it goes hand in hand. Yeah. All of those experiences are there cultivating and looking after your community, your fan base. Yes, my fan base. <laughs> yeah, I... It's it's really important and yeah, so I guess that's how it got me ready. I, I didn't know it would happen, but it happened. Of course, having Princess Magogo, such a strong woman as my great grandmother, that's also one thing that, as a woman, made me just push on with my message and the things that I want to say. And if there's things I want to challenge, I challenge them, and not just sit back. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing some of the components that have fused you into <laughs> the lady you are today. <laughs> Thank you. We've Thank spoken you. about the past, we've spoken about the present, a little bit about the future. What would you say is next? So currently what's next, um, as I've been in the UK for the past two years, and I've honestly just been writing and finding my artistry again, and where I stand now with with all these things. Now I feel like I'm more in the global space. I'm an African child in a global world and and I know now how to relate to people in a global space. So I've finished my, my album. I decided to call it Uncommitified. Uncommitified? Yes, which essentially means free. Um, uh, because I feel everything around us becomes committified. People committify women, people can committify who you are for their gain. And sometimes we, we fall into this trap of of forgetting ourselves. And uh, finally with this stuff, with this album, I got to the place where I was like, you know what, this is me, this is it, and made encourage anybody else not to feel like they need to fit into some bracket. Um, it it generally just reflects what what's happened. I can't I can't explain it in words. The music explains we'll it. We'll have to listen. Yeah, so so it's called Uncommitified and it's it's yeah, it's all about embracing. So us embracing ourselves, embracing who we are. Because with that, that's how great things happen. That's what's worked for me. I feel like I've at the moment I'm living a life full of miracles. Every t I didn't expect any of all these of these things that have happened in my life. But it honestly stems from keeping true to my soul and, you know, who I am, despite what other people may try, you know, um, enforce. And yeah. I think it, it speaks about almost like that theory of, of abundance, that when yeah. you give, you, you gain. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, 
that's what that's the future uh album will be out november 24 just in time for christmas yeah yeah <laughs> good vibes sunny vibes and um I guess we continue. I mean, it doesn't end here. Now I've got, I feel like I've gone into the space and the point is to have every woman uh, who who's ever felt like me, who comes from the com- uh, the countryside, for example, and who's wondering, how can I get there? Just take the step, open yourself up to different things uh, in a way that, are, like, don't be restricted by where you come from. Don't be restricted by who your parents are, or you know, or these all these things that restrict us. Like, if if they can look at me and feel encouraged, I feel this this latest offering will help them do it themselves. And lastly, as we close out, you've already shared a bit of your intent on how you want people to feel about themselves, more yeah. importantly. But have you got a few words of inspiration or wisdom which you'd <laughs> like to share with young ladies that are listening to us? Yes, ladies, um, it's all of, I, I think I keep like echoing this on. Like, if you let your light shine unconsciously, people around you will have the courage to let theirs shine. So that's why I'm pushing it, because if people around me are oppressed, how can I grow? How can I be something? So it's hard. I mean, it's hard to hear somebody saying, just do this, God, and do it, and you don't know what your first move is. But let's narrow it down. Find your passion. Find that one thing that makes you feel good, you know, like that makes you feel like if, if you're a singer, like focus on it. If you're an artist, focus on it. There's no career that is restricted from you. Find that thing and, and you know, work on it. Eventually you'll get somewhere. Like, for me, I started my Shabatini. My, my family didn't help me with my career at all. And it's, it's good because now I can tell you the story. But it, it just starts from you letting go. Let go of your fear and focus on your journey. Like, be a horse with blinders. Like, just focus on your journey and it will manifest. So stay true to yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you having taken time out your day to <laughs> yeah. share your story with the rest of the people that are listening to us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. And we have been talking to multi-award winning South African musician, entertainer, Toya Delazy.